Ugh, today we are talking about all things necessary. We have to just let it go. What happens? I want you to really think today about how much of your time is owned by diet culture, by this idea of who you have to be, right? People tell me that they can't read a book, but I want you to think about how much this week you thought about your body and guilted yourself into doing things you didn't want to do because of this idea of who you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to show up in this world. Think about it. And not just the physical time that you spent doing that. Think about how much brain space that takes up. How much that constant narrative drives you to do something or guilts you for not doing something. Think about that. And then what we're talking about today, what would happen if you let that go? What would happen if you stop letting that own you? I don't know. I'm new in this journey. I I have been talking for a while about granting yourself grace, about giving yourself space to do the things that you want, about listening to your body. Bottom line, listening to your body. And this kind of seems like the final step into really having empowering terminology to ditch that thought that we're all owned by. And I'm excited to expand on the work that we did yesterday. And if you haven't listened to yesterday's bonus episode, I don't even know what you're doing with your time, but maybe skip your workout today and just listen to that because it is going to drastically shift the way that you think about your body, the way that you think about the foods that you eat, the way that you just think about yourself in general. And this is the work that I want to be putting into this world. And so if you love it, please share it. I do believe that these are the things that are going to help to shift women in this thinking, in this rat race, to think that we have to continue to be this kind of person. And we don't, and it's hurting us right? And it's holding us back, honestly. So that's what we're talking about today. I don't know. If if you haven't jumped on this train yet, I don't care if you're thin. I don't care if you're obese. I don't care. And obese isn't even a term anymore. Wherever you're at on your journey, I want you to start to heal from that hurt from those words, from that expectation that you have to be any one thing. And I just want you to start loving yourself. You can't be anyone else. Did you hear that? So why are we spending so much damn time trying to be? Let's give ourselves that time back. Let's stop obsessing about this. Let's do it. Have you ever wondered how to live the life that you want? Have you ever sat and really allowed yourself to dream about it and start writing down action steps to go after 
those things. If you haven't, welcome, because most of us haven't. And I honestly woke up at the age of 30 and realized that I had one dream left for my life and that that wasn't going to be enough. And that I couldn't just keep kind of riding the tide of what my life was going to look like. I couldn't just keep signing up for what everyone else had envisioned for my life except for me. And so that year, I put my foot down and I said, I want to be about things that I want to be about. I want to say in my life. And if that's something that you need, then this is it. We're coming at you every day, calling for you to live bigger, to cut and overcome your limiting beliefs and to align your life, to have a say, to be that person. If that's what you need, come here every day. We have you. Join our community, start rising up, and start taking your life back. You are worth it. You are beyond worth everything that you deserve. Everything that you can dream you want for your life, you are worth. And that's what we're about here. Let's dive in. Hey, welcome to the death of a dream it's the greatest place for you to be seriously could you be anywhere better no okay so we're gonna ground ourselves in our greatness my great thing from yesterday was like the flow people i was so drained from the work that happened yesterday from just the response to the episode to the bonus episode that we did and just the amount of time and effort that went into that. And, you know, the blessing that comes from just someone saying that they needed this or just someone saying that this might be the thing to heal them. And so much of this work bringing in people, you know, the work on the other side had to happen before this could. And I think the great thing from yesterday was just like feeling the exhaustion of putting that work into the world. And if it helps one person, then it's not all for naught. And oh my freaking gosh, it felt amazing to just feel the flow, to feel tired from it, to just feel that work, like to feel work, to feel drawn, to feel engaged in it. And yesterday I felt that. And that's my great thing all day long. It felt amazing to even get into a flow. Holy crap. Because I didn't really think, okay, so I recorded the bonus episode on Tuesday. And right after I hit end, I was like, this needs to be edited today. Well, I ended up having to take my daughter to get her arm x-rayed, which it wasn't broke. It was fine, but we're a little, we're a little gun shy with breaks in our house. Um, maybe because we had 
our seven-year-old bounce around on a broken leg for a week trying to prove to us that it wasn't broken. So any time that they tell us something is hurt, we are like, okay, hospital, let's go. (laughs) We don't mess around. Okay. But after I recorded that, I'm like, this has to go out this week. No question. We cannot sit on this episode for a week because realistically, I was like, okay, you're going to record on Tuesday. There's no way you're putting this out on Wednesday. Editing, marketing, all the things that go into that. You realize that, right? You can't do that. And I was just like, it has to happen. And so we made it happen. And that's what led to the flow. But, you know, that's why I'm here, right? That's, that's what I'm doing. That's what this is all for. It's about reaching people where they are and helping in some way, shape or form. And a lot of times I just, I bring in guests and cover episodes based on things, topics that resonated with my audience based on my story, right? Based on my struggles. And so bringing in Mia yesterday really was about things that people people resonated with, right? I talked about my eating disorder oh, a long time ago, uh, but it resonated with someone. And so I knew that this was the topic that we needed to bring back because it never goes away. And I think food and diet and those things, it's always in the back. Like no matter what you do, this is one common property that we all take up and do not kid yourself, right? You may be looking at photos or videos of me and go, oh, well, she's thin. Oh, oh, how cute. I will just tell you that no matter which end of the spectrum you're on, right? Whether you're labeled as fat or overweight, or you're labeled as thin and underweight, or just somewhere in between, there is a constant narrative that you either need to stay that way, and that leads to all sorts of disorder, right? And that's the kind of spectrum I'm in, or you need to be like her. And that creates a whole spectrum of disorder. And that is what I want to make peace with. And that's why I brought Mia. And that's why I'll continue to bring experts like her on that have this same idea. Because I've done all the things. Literally. Because I thought that that's what was normal. I thought that that's just what you do when you move into adulthood. You're just in this constant battle. And because this is a constant narrative with women and men and our bodies and food and the way that we keep them moving and the way that we run this hamster wheel. Oh my gosh, I used to work for a bariatric surgeon. I did all of their marketing, me, right? And I was a part of that culture. And so much of what we did, and I did work to change that, right? But so much of what we did was built on kind of shaming people into making that move. And I was lucky enough to work with a group of providers who truly loved and cared about the people that they worked on. And 
it truly was about them giving them the tools to change their lives. But right. It's, it's terrible. It is. And it's such a constant narrative. And today we're going to dive in and talk about all the things about that and all the things. But I knew growing up, I knew that food, weight loss, weight gain, that that was going to be a constant in my life, no matter what I did. And it was always a topic up for discussion. People were always commenting on how thin I was. And so you can imagine how that messes with your head when you move from thin, rail thin, to having hips, to getting curves, to having babies. And all of a sudden you're not hearing that constant comment and think about how that messes with you, right? And think about how you're always trying to get back to that place where there is a nice comment, where someone does notice. And even into my disordered eating, even into my severe eating disorder, there was this moment where people started commenting on how thin I was again. And it felt like I existed again. And that was amazing. And so that kept and inspired me to keep going with that. And that's why I brought Mia on because I know that there are more people who are struggling with this. Even if you didn't have disordered eating, even if you didn't struggle with something on that level, it's always something that's on the table. It's always a topic for discussion. Always. And so many of us grew up in this toxic diet culture, right? That we're still doing work to heal from that. I'm still doing work to heal from that. I felt like I was healed. And then I talked to Mia and then I'm like, oh, I was in a healthier state, maybe with how I was handling food, um, but it was still disordered, right? And so my next goal and my great thing has been shifting that mindset, shifting what I tell myself around food, around eating, around exercise. And it has honestly shifted the way I think about a lot of things. And so my great thing has just been that shift, that gift of letting this thing go. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Woo! Take time today to recognize yourself for your own greatness. Seriously. I can't stress this enough. How important it is. Why it's important. You have to start putting yourself as great on the table. Period. And I don't care if you're going, well, I don't really do a great thing. Bullshit. You do amazing things every day right? And the only way that we can shift that narrative, the only way that we can shift that mindset is to show up and start talking about it because then we start believing it. Trust me. Trust. Do it. Write it down. Say it out loud. Ground yourself in your greatness every day. It will change the way you interpret the world. You interpret yourself. Okay. I can't stop. I could, I swear that I I <laughs> worked out for like five minutes and I'm like, you know what? Screw this. We need to get upstairs and start recording. Okay. Here's the thing. What if we let all of that go? 
Think about how much of your time and your effort is consumed by this idea that you have to have the perfect body or you have to have less weight on your thighs or you have to show everyone that you're eating or you have to show everyone that you're working out. What if we just let that all go? Right? I'm going to give you a second to just imagine what your life looks like if you just let all that go. Where does your time go? What do you do now? What if you let this obsession go? What if Mia gave you permission yesterday to let it go? What happens now? Right? And I don't like to go back, but I love to go back because that's where some of the healing comes from, right? So many of our stories, so many of the narratives that we're stuck in now played out years ago. And so let's go ahead and go back. What if... You never let diet culture come into your life, right? And as I watch my mom, and I still watch her in this rat race, and I still watch my sisters in this rat race, and I still watch myself in this rat race, what if we never let it creep in? What if we were just thankful for our bodies, period, and we only moved our bodies in ways that inspired and pushed us and made us excited to get up and move, right? Think about it. What if it's yoga? Cause you love it. What if it's walking? Gosh, I used to, and you hear that in this podcast, I used to push myself and be like, you know what? This workout's not good enough. We're not sweating enough. We're not doing enough. Do more Hannah, boo, suck it up. You used to be an athlete. And my body, here's the reality. My body cannot move in the ways that it used to. Not even because of age, because of injury, period. And it just can't. But I was constantly pushing it to why? Why? Not because it made me feel good, right? And it did. Trust moving and challenging your body will make your body feel better. But that wasn't the driver. The driver was this ever-present knowledge in my head that I was once thin and that I should obtain that and that I should get that back. And you know what the constant thought in my head was? This idea that I used to be a 26 extra long in high school. Stick thin. And that wasn't disordered eating at all. That was just my biology. That was just my body type. Right? And that memory and that thought was always in my head when I would work out. And that thought that I could be that person again. And I can't. Jeez. Puberty, people, babies, people, uh, just life, people. I don't think that I ever embraced fully this idea, this fact that life happens and it severely fucks you up. And once in a while, you're going to go to these places where it's like, I am just sad or I am just happy or I am just 
stuck. And there are going to be things that come into your life that you need to work through, right? I just had one last month. And the continual thought is, how do I save myself from this low? How do I stop myself from eating? I need to work out. I need to eat. And that almost becomes a full-time job, that struggle, that need, that continued processing of how we eat. How do we put good food on the table? How do we cook? How do we move, right? What if we let that go? What if we just said no more? And Mia has inspired me beyond what I even ever thought I could be inspired. Because the mental strain that that takes up, and I want you to think about how much time in a day, how much time in a week, how much time in a month you waste on trying to figure out how to be thin. Go ahead, try to add up the minutes. Right? Let that sink in. You can't read a book. You can't listen to a podcast. You can't take steps to build the dream business that you wanted. How about we take that time that you spent beating yourself up endlessly prosecuting yourself for things that you were hurt by years ago, right? Killing yourself for this idea of who you are supposed to be. And in a lot of the instances, you can never be that person again. I can never be a size 26 extra long. I will tell you, even when I was disordered with my eating, even when I was uh, going four days in a row without eating and then finally binging all weekend long, even when I was doing that, even on that fourth day, I could not be back in that gene size. Right? And here's the crazier fact. And this is how I know that what Mia talked about yesterday actually works. At my thinnest, since reaching out of high school, at my thinnest, I was in the same gene size that I am now, now, two babies later, I was about five pounds away from what I am now, right? And I still weigh myself, Mia, I'm about to stop, trust. Um, but I was killing myself. Literally, I was dying. I would run until I felt like I was going to pass out. You know, when those dizzy dots kind of play up in your head and you just start to feel woozy? Every day I was doing that. It just, it doesn't work. It doesn't serve us. It doesn't. We've been told that it does. We've been told that this is what we should focus our time and energy on. And I think more disgustingly, once you actually focus your time and energy on this and you get good at it and you lose weight and you show people that this is who you're supposed to be, that 
that you're good at this thing. Then we even try to monetize you. I mean, think about it. Then we try to help you build an empire around this idea. And then think about how that fucks with you until the end of time. Even if you get successful, even if you make money off of that, think about that. Think about how that holds you back. Think about how that pushes you into continuing to do this even long after you're no longer interested in it. Think about that. And then think about how much time you spend. And this is the more disgusting thing. How much time you spend in that moment, in that place. Trying to recover from that. Think about it. This is it. I'm so interested to see what happens when I allow myself time. Because here's the thing. I would work so hard to only put good, in quotations, you can't see it. Here it is. Good food on the table. Now, great. I figured out a system that worked. I figured out a system that works really well for our family, right? But it doesn't work all the time. And when it doesn't work, I send myself spiraling into this guilt, shame cycle around, oh no, oh no, my kids just ate a bag of chips. What are we going to do? Right? And intrinsically, these children of mine have similar DNA to mine, have similar DNA to my husband, and both of us have been put on this earth with this biologically thin frame. And so our children, according to their DNA, will likely follow that same structure. And the amazing thing that I learned from Mia, and this is like the take home, knock out of the park. This is the thing that did it for me is that even though I thought that I was healed, even though I thought that I was doing the right things, right? I was still being owned by that diet culture. I was still being owned by this idea that there's one way to do it, that it has to be healthy all of the time. And I was actually pretty good about Lately, allowing myself freedom, allowing myself room, grace, love when I didn't get it right, but I was still scared of what happens when I allow all the foods in. And so my house would by and large be structured in a way that didn't allow me to even mess with that boundary. Like, nope, we just, let's just not even bring the food in. And if, if we are super busy and we don't have time to do the food thing, we probably just won't eat. And literally, there were days where it was just like, no, we need to run. We need to go. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to figure it out because I don't have any food that actually works with our life. Right? And I can't trust myself with that. So don't bring it in here. But I can. And I should. And I should have foods that work with our lifestyle as well as foods that are good. Good in quotations because there is no good or bad food. And I don't know if um, 
Mia and I covered talking after or before, but all foods have a purpose, right? Even candy or sugar, like that's quick energy. And so it's good in the way that it serves you if that's what you're looking for. Or if the food is good because you want it and it's going to fill that urge, fill that craving, fill that need, right? The food is good. The food is good. The food is good. The food is good. And it doesn't matter what it does for you. It's that it does something for you. Period. And there are not bad foods. Period. And we stop beating ourselves up around it. And we stop letting this thing fill all of our freaking time. I'm done. Done. I can't continue to be owned by this. I can't continue to be obsessed with this. It's not helping me. Done. Done. I'm done. And we're going to continue to talk about it because I hope that people can heal and let this go and just move on and stop being owned by it. Right? And I can't wait to buy the two books that Mia suggested yesterday and to fully process my thoughts on this and to keep moving through this because I can't keep dedicating this much damn time to it. Do I care what I look like? Yeah. But the constant voices that are in my head aren't questioning what I think about my body. They're questioning what everyone else thinks about my body. And that's the problem. And so today, what I want you to do is start to envision your life as if this isn't a pillar that owns you anymore, right? What if you let this go? Imagine what happens to your time. Imagine what happens to your, your thoughts when they're not just thinking about your body and how you look in those clothes and what you're going to eat today and who you're going to see and what they're going to think of you and what workout you're going to do because you have to lose this weight. Do you know how much time I've wasted talking to people about their weight and what they're going to do about it? A ton. And it's not to say that those people that are doing that work are out here shame shame, shame, shame on them. No. Everybody's out here trying to do something, right? But for those of us who are here in this network, in the death of a dream community, right? Trying to get better. I am trying to give you that time back and tell you that it doesn't have to be that way, right? The moment that I even just started taking steps into this place where we allow grace, where we just love where we're at, all of a sudden, I started to just see my body show up in different ways, right? And I only dipped my toe in the water, so I can only imagine what happens next, what happens when I fully let go of this? What happens when I give myself time back? What happens when I say, you know what? I feel super excited about recording this podcast and I'm not going to work out right now. And I might not work out at all today. And guess what? That will be okay too. 
because I might walk later. I will walk later. I will go on a walk later, right? But I'm not letting that own me anymore. There wasn't this shame spiral that there usually was when I said, oh, I don't want to, I, I just want to get up and record this podcast and I don't want to bike anymore, right? Followed usually by this shame, like, no, Hannah, you have to work out. Come on. Have you seen your butt lately? Yee. Girl, stay down here. Do more. That butt though, right? No, I didn't hear that today. I heard you want to move and it's fluent. Move. Do that. However, it works today, right? And I came up and I recorded this podcast and I don't feel shame about that right? I'm going to continue to just say no to that voice in my head that is going to say, whoo, girl, didn't work out today. Really showing. Whoo, girl, are you sure that you want the whipped cream on your coffee this morning? Because skip that workout. Mm. I know that those voices are coming. I know that they are. And I'm going to do my best to let it go. To not obsess, to not keep wasting my time. What happens when I take that time back? What can we do? What if as women, we stop letting this take up such a huge part of our lives? What if we give ourselves that time back? What if we stop obsessing about that? Because what's it doing for you? Nothing. How's it serving you? It's not. It's not helping you in the way you think about yourself at all. I guarantee it. I guarantee 90% of the people out there moving their bodies, out there eating, dieting, doing anything, are doing so because of something they were told early on in life or something that they've been hurt by. And we can let it go. And imagine what you do with your life if that isn't taking up so much of your time. Let it go. If you needed permission, you officially have it. I am giving you permission. And I would love to hear about your journey from here. And I'm sure that Mia would too. And bless Bless, bless the world and the women that are doing this work because it is necessary and it is beyond time that we all stop being owned by this. Stop. Let it go. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening today and every day. Seriously, this is my life work. This is what I've always dreamed to do. And you showing up and listening makes my dream come true and pushes me even harder to help 
other people realize that they're capable of living their dreams too. So thank you. If you want to and feel so compelled to sharing always helps to spread the message. So go ahead and get social. You can find the death of a dream everywhere. TikTok, uh, YouTube. I actually do a live recording of this podcast. If you want to see my uh, mannerisms, you can go over and head and check that out. I also do a daily vlog there of kind of my mental state in making myself a motivator. So you can go over there and check that out. All those things can be found at the death of a dream. Kind of the um, visual makeup of what I speak to can be found on Pinterest. Again, at the death of a dream. I know, it's crazy. Uh, And on TikTok, actually. So go ahead and search me out on all your socials. And I hope to see you there. If this helped you in any way, share it on your socials. Tag me at the death of a dream. Um, I would love to see what this is meaning to you and, and go ahead and like, and review this podcast. That's how you keep podcasts alive and give back to your favorite podcaster. So thank you so much for being here. I love and value this community so much.